This is an emergency grown-ass men podcast episode. Welcome to a special emergency grown-ass men episode. We have never called an emergency session. We had to get our families involved, Ethan. That's like, it's like, this is like a thing, like someone got detention and yep. everyone has to come in and talk to the principal. Everybody together has to, we have to have a come to Jesus about Wonder Woman 84. Grown ass man. Boy. You don't even call it Wonder Woman, just call it WW. Because yeah. yeah. Well that's what they call it, isn't it? WW yeah. It wasn't it it wasn't Wonder Woman. I mean, let me just start by saying that I really liked Wonder Woman. I was going to say we should recap that based on our episode and based on just talking with the first Wonder Woman episode, people loved that movie intensely. Mm -hmm. It was a big deal for a lot of people. We loved it. We talked about it for a long time. Now it's 2020 and the sequel comes out and it's as if they took the original Wonder Woman and just remade it in 2020 because everything in 2020 is terrible. So it's just like they just took Wonder Woman and remade it in 2020 and here's what we got. We all have to live with this awful, awful sequel. Well, it was it was so incredibly bad that I got very angry while watching it <laughs> because there was all these attempts at comedy. And it was bad. First of all, the first Wonder Woman wasn't funny. She didn't try to be funny because she's not funny. And now they have all these sequences and things. That they, first, they got Kristen Wiig, who's, you know, this bumbling character off of SNL for the first half hour of the movie. But then they do this comedy with what's his name? Chris Pine in the clothes. Trying oh, my to God. It was terrible. Why? That was just... It wasn't funny. Did nobody see Nobody watch it in the editing room and go, this is not savable. She doesn't know how to do this sort of cute thing. And right. he's go over, going overboard because she's a, a, a stiff as a board. And he's trying on this other guy's clothes. And it's... I would what? say, Mary, I would venture to say it's just the opposite of that. It's that in the editing room, they were like, oh, my God, this is comedy gold. <laughs> we're going to let this go. We're just look at Chris Pine improv. He is such a natural. He can't say a wrong thing. But again, that is the 2020 influence. It's yes. like 2020 was like that rock in the movie. And it just took over everyone's minds. And it made people think that things are funny that aren't funny and things that are, you know, just dreadful, uh, you know, to sit through, you know, would be enjoyable. I mean, it's just like it, 2020 is like, a, like it's like opposite day maker. We were having a whole discussion about like, what's your favorite moment and what's your least favorite moment? The whole thing with the plane was just infuriating. But 
I will say I had like two, my problem with the movie, I mean, there were so many, but my main problem with the movie is that it was split into like two sections. There was one section of it that was like a really bad rom-com. And then the other section of it was like that one Superman movie that's just fighting and no plot. And they didn't tie it together at all. So my first problem with the rom-com section is that that whole first sequence was queer baiting to the max and it pissed me off. The whole thing where she literally goes on a date with Christian Wig, like they have her do a whole like blumbering thing where she's really uh, nervous to go on this date and then they go on a date and she's like, oh, I are you look like the kind of person who goes out a lot on who's always out. You're always so out. Um, and then she's like, oh, you know, who was the man that you were in love with last time? And she asked her who she's in love with. And then Christian Wade goes on, hangs out with that one dude and Wonder Woman's like clearly jealous. And then they just never pick up on it later. But she's a canonically bisexual character in the comics. So for them to have that previous knowledge that she could be in love with a woman and then to have her go on a date with a woman, which albeit I was not rooting for them to get together, they have no chemistry. It was just gross. But the fact that they like kind of dangled that horribleness in front of us and then didn't follow up on it was just annoying. And even when uh, they're out to dinner and Wonder Woman says, oh, I haven't laughed like this in a long time. And I'm like, what do you mean? Are you laughing at her? Because she is being behaving terribly. <laughs> she really is. There's nothing charming about Kristen Wiig in this movie. Uh, although, you know, I like Kristen Wiig, but she, it, the part is so badly written and badly directed that it's, it, there's nothing charming about her. Please. I just wanted to say that first, you know, no spoilers because it's all, it's all spoiled, but I fell asleep because it, first of all, the other thing it was, it was like, you know, 17 hours long, but like I, I fell asleep. And when I woke up, <laughs> Kristen Wiig had a tail. And I was like, "Where? What happened? From whence? How did she get it? She was underwater, and she had this tail." And I was like, "What on earth?" And they were like, "Well, she wished to be a cat." <laughs> I said, "No, she wished oh. to be in Cats, the movie." In Cats, the movie. Well, that would make more sense than that. I mean, she already got her wish to be strong, like Diana, and have it. Why would that? Why? Why do you add feline to that? She made this wish to be an apex predator, and she was like, "I want to be something that no one's ever seen before." And then they made her a cheetah and a human. I was like, "We've all seen it before. <laughs> it's not you." We've seen James Corden do that. Catwoman. Well, I, it just that was really hilarious to me, and they made it so dark that scene as if they could hide. The CGI was so bad. Will this make it so we can barely see her tail? It was a movie where very frequently when we were sitting on the couch watching it, we turned to each other and said, what the hell is going on? Yeah, it was I just kept saying that every few minutes. What is happening? What the hell is happening? We talked about the main guy too, the guy who grabbed the Max rock. something. Max. Oh, oh my oh, God. You just feel so bad for him because you can see that he's just thinking, Oh God, I wish I was still in the Mandalorian. Why am I stuck in Wonder Woman 84? I kept thinking that was his big wish was he was just like, please turn me back into the Mandalorian and give me back my helmet. <laughs> Pedro Pascal has more chemistry in a full helmet with the baby 
a Yoda puppet than he did with his, with the kid who was supposed to be his son. Oh my God, that was, was like, so weird. Like pawing in a strange way. His <laughs> relationship with his son just consisted of him literally just grabbing him. Right. He's like, how do I show that we're related? Kids too. Like you yeah. had a lot of kids where actors where you immediately feel for them, you know, like, uh-huh. and you're like, oh, they're, that that kid tugs on the heartstrings. This is not that kid. Okay. Also, with the um, with the section that I'm calling the bad Superman section because I have notes. Uh, but with the bad Superman section, um, <laughs> my, the three central problems in the bad Superman section: the fight scenes were terrible. The fight scenes were horrendous, and Wonder Woman is so good at fighting, it is a big thing for her. The best fight scene she had wasn't even Gal Gadot. It was whatever the young kid actress's name is. But her fights were just, it was just her swinging on stuff. She goes into a fight with, like, a bunch of tanks and just doesn't plan it out well at all. It was a bad car chase, and it was a bad fight scene. And then all of her fight scenes throughout the thing, they... They did a terrible thing that I'm disappointed in, where in comics, I can understand it because there's a there's a bajillion comics and you can do anything. But with movies, they only have two Wonder Woman movies, and this is the second one. And the fact that they chose to take her powers for the majority of that movie is a dumb decision because we like her powers. Her powers are interesting, and they did not take it away for a good reason. It was, mm, I didn't like it. I mean, all I could think of most of it was like a bigger overall thought was that why can't DC make a decent movie? What is up? I mean, especially after they Marvel just taught them how to do it. They're so successful. Obviously, they know the success of the Marvel movies and they've seen them all, all these people. They know how it's done. You know, they did complex threads. It didn't seem like it was for children. And people related to everything about it. And when it was funny, it was really funny. And then, like, they can't make a good movie. You know what it would have been more interesting? Instead of doing it in the 80s, have her, it'd still be 40 years, do it in the 50s and have her really explore, like, pushing feminism and feminism thoughts and powers to the max. Oh, yeah, was actually talking about Hell with the comedy. Dad was talking about that earlier today and he was talking about like what has Wonder Woman been doing for these 40 years and I think that's a really good point because the fact that she like randomly makes that jet invisible with him I'm like no she should have had an invisible jet she should have been like hey I can show you the world I guess I can show you like what fireworks are but let me also show you this enterprise that I've built I have you know, I have planes and I've fought these crimes and I've done this for feminism and for the civil rights movement. And I did this in World War II. And like, she needed to have been doing things for 40 years instead of like wistfully looking at literally any plane she sees and thinking of her dead boyfriend. Well, Adam said it's been 80 years since he died. Because it's from World War One, the first yeah. one. Yeah. It's been, it's 80 years, basically 70, 70 years, years yeah. since your boyfriend died. You don't think you would have gone on a couple dates and gotten over just a little bit in 70 years? How is Kristen getting the first date that she went on? That's a that's embarrassing. Well, they really set it up. If you're going to have that, it be 80 years since she's been on a date. Like that is the setup for her to be like, guess what? I like women. That's why I'm not right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm having a. We've been dead for a while. I'm having a sexuality crisis, and also I have a fork ton of invisible jets that we can use instead of stealing a random plane from the Smithsonian. 
But I, I agree with you, Adam. If this was a Marvel movie, that fact that she hasn't been on a date in 80 years, they could have made the whole movie about that. Right. Like they yeah, would have done funny. that with Captain America and it would have been hilarious and heartbreaking and yep. they would have done it really well. You know, I haven't seen Mandalorian yet. And so don't spoil anything for me because I, I do want to watch it. But from what I gather from the response of the last one is like, yes, you gave us, you gave the fans what we want. Yes. That was what I kind of gathered from a lot of people who are big Star Wars fans. Like, thank you. You did it right. And I'm like, at this time, with the internet been around for so long and how people are so deeply into these characters and comic books and the movies and they know everyone's like a nut for these things who are interested in them. So like, do it. Don't water the whole thing down so some kid can watch and go, oh yeah, wow, she has a rope. Can we also discuss the bird costume? <laughs> oh. We absolutely can discuss the bird costume. She's facing the cat. I'm like, really? Yeah. You dressed her as a bird to face the cheetah? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's really bad. Why don't you just throw her some catnip and like <laughs> throw a ball of yarn? She'll go right off the edge. <laughs> Can we talk about the lasso for a second? The oh lasso, for some reason, doesn't have the same powers that it had in the first movie. First no. movie it makes people tell the truth. In this yeah. movie, it's like Mjolnir <laughs> something, and she uses it to fly around. And she's also swinging from the clouds on the. I mean, Lightning so much swinging. It's like a. It's like Cirque du Soleil meets Cats. Yes. With the swing. Also, she uses it for telepathy. Like she winds it around his wrists, and then he can see stuff. I think that's not how that should work at all. There's a scene where Kristen Wiig goes and gives that homeless guy some soup. And he's got a blanket over him. And she's like, hey, stay warm. Well, then two days later, it turns out it's July 4th <laughs> in Washington, D.C. So, you know, he's probably going to be fine. He's probably not going to be so chilly. And then, and then suddenly, at the end of the movie, it's the winter again. Yeah, Time had no meaning whatsoever. Just okay. like it didn't for any of us who watched it. No. <laughs> and also, we were in a horrible time warp where two and a half hours felt like two and a half years. Again, just like 2020, this movie was written, directed, produced, and starred in by 2020, the year. That's true. Oh, man. It was a dumpster fire of a film. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I like how this movie warrants an emergency <laughs> podcast, like not unlike a, a special emergency United Nations uh, session or s joint session of Congress, you know, when we have to declare war. Firstly, it felt like a TV movie. You're wondering why you're on a date with Gal Gadot and you're checking your watch every five minutes to find out when it's going to be over. Yeah. And that's just wrong, man. That's just very wrong. <laughs> The other thing, my other my other uh, big big picture thing is, I realized Kristen Wiig's character. She's like the cheetah, and she has another name on there. But Kristen Wiig is basically a repressed furry, and uh, she gets her wish to like live out her truth, only to have Wonder Woman beat her up. So basically, <laughs> my take is this movie completely endorses bullying furries. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's wrong too. Uh, no matter how you slice it. The furry community is, is going to be upset about that. They should be. I demand a million furry march. And, and I, 
on DC. And I would, I'll be really disappointed if there's anything less than 1 million furries. <laughs> uh, this movie is especially disappointing. And my friend Consuelo was just posting about it on Facebook. She was saying it's astonishingly bad and I'm very disappointed about it because mm. it's, it really is like something that everybody was kind of looking forward to. Like what, this will be great because the other one was good. And when it, when it was bad, it was somehow worse than a Justice League movie being bad. Well, the I find the in the grand scheme of things, the 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 truly um, sad uh, element is that generally speaking, when like the comic adaptation movies go wrong, you kind of feel gypped out of a like a trip outside of your day to day mundane self. You know, like you're looking for escapism and you want something to kind of be, you know, spectacular and kind of, uh, you know, just larger than life and bigger. And when it kind of falls flat, it just leaves you like confused and muddled in your own stinking life. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that uh, David Lynch watched it and he was wondering what the hell was going on. <laughs> it's that, yeah, it's that confusing. I saw an article. One of the reasons I think it's important for us to have this emergency meeting is that I saw an article interviewing Patty Jenkins, the uh, director of WW84, which is just really, I think that's the title of the movie, WW84. And uh, she is the director. And she said, hey, I would totally be willing to direct a movie with like Guardians of the Galaxy or you know, like a Captain America movie or maybe a Black Widow movie. I would totally be willing. And I was like, of course you are, but no, we must take the keys away from this person. I mean, the first movie was wonderful, but you've got to prove to me that you can repeat before you get a character like Black Widow. I mean, Sam, what you said, I, like, I want David Lynch to do Wonder Woman. Oh, that would be. I mean, like somebody who's gonna like be able to go. No, we're not doing what they. We're doing this, you know. And everyone goes, finally, you know. That's what Dave Baumler wants. He really wants. You spoke to him about there. it. Like, no, I just know in my heart of hearts. <laughs> you know that he wants <laughs> Dave Lynch to direct maybe West Coast Avengers, right? <laughs> Alpha Flight. That's what he wants. David Lynch to direct. Alpha. Oh my Flight. God, that would be cool actually um but the, the only thing is like how much I, I often wonder with these big uh big budget movies right that are you know they're how out there could you get i mean granted okay some of the batman movies get dark and whatever but like do you know what i mean the appeal like they're really trying to get this broad spectrum appeal on those movies so i, I don't know how you know what i mean edgy like they 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 were always uh with certain movies, you know what I mean? Like I, the Wonder Woman one, I feel like that's like got to be a fastball right right over the plate. Can we end with, let's, let's talk about what we're going to do. Let's talk about what actions we can all take to prevent this from happening again. All right, good, good point. Uh, I'm going to write a letter to Robert Smith of The Cure uh, just, just because I want to just tell him how great the cure are and then i'm gonna go out with a protest sign and uh say some i don't know we, we good. Be i think that's a good idea i think that's a great idea i'm going to um look at some 
publicity stills I have from movies that feature Gene Hackman to feel better about myself. <laughs> and then I'm going to, uh, and then I'm going to, you know, try and be there for my neighbors, my friends and neighbors who may see this movie, may encounter this movie. I'm going to send everyone at DC, basically the glove with the soul gems in them. Every, everybody who works at DC, just to remind them of what's possible. Mm. No, not without yeah. any middle finger uh, standing. Just the, no, just like a threatening fist <laughs> with the gems. <laughs> okay, good. I think these are, this is all stuff that we can work on and do. And uh, it's a great way to end the year, a great grown ass man year. Yeah. I, I encourage other people to, you know, let us know what actions they will take to help others through this time. Yep. I'm glad we can be of service. Special thanks to our emergency grown ass guests, Mary McCary. Carolyn Bost, Acadia Bost, Jeff Ward, and Sam Mastandrea. Please feel free to reach out to any of us during this difficult time. Grown-ass men.